This podcast is an audio recording of a live event. It may reference visual material that cannot be represented in this recording. It may also contain strong language and adult themes. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ACME. Ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you very much. Uh, please welcome and congratulate Kate McCartney, Kate McLennan. We're going to do a uh, Q&A for anyone who would like to ask questions. I'm told to tell you that there are microphones roving around if anyone wants to ask a question. Um, I might just start us off with one and then we will throw it open. Um, Obviously, catering show, uh, huge success for you. Um, You had, one assumes, many options about what you would do next. What made you decide to do this show and where did it come from? It came from a a really profound desire not to write about cooking again. (laughs) Um, Because we just didn't have anything else to say. Um, Because both of us have young kids and we hadn't really left the house in two years. So we had no idea. Sushi, donut, I don't know. Um, (laughs) We just didn't know really terribly much. But we had stuff to say. It's just that it was more kind of... It was broader ranging, I guess. Yeah. We were angrier about lots of other things. A lot more things. (laughs) We got very angry. We, We sat on the internet for two years and just stewed. And what were you stewing about? Is it some, I assume, do I assume it's some of the stuff that's sort of that's thematic that you explore in the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's we. So our AP Kev, um, he called us up one day and he's like, "What about a morning show?" Mm. And we're like, "Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. that's sort of." Well, sort of like the idea of doing a lifestyle show. We're like, "Oh, we don't want sort of want to do trends so much." You know, we wanted to have a format of a show that we could say other things within mm. that format. And um, neither of us had really watched morning shows since 1985. Um, <laughs> but we sort of went down this hole of researching them, but then in doing so um, started taking in all of the internet. Um, and this was sort of happening in October, sort of August through you know, yeah. August, September, October During last the year. US election. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and so the writing process continued through until March. And so over the last, you know, that period, a lot's been going on in the world. So yeah. we didn't really have a shortage of material to no. write about. There was, like, we'd, you know, from just being, you know, angry about ch- our childcare centre to then <laughs> being furious at... Um, the way that, you know, male media personalities in this country just sort of get this free ride, the way that women in the media just get completely torn down. So there was all sorts of stuff that we wanted to talk about um, mm. and sort of this seemed like a very... Um, Plus it gave a bit more scope for us just to sort of be silly as well. Yeah, we didn't realise... That we were making a farce. <laughs> we thought we were making biting satire, but actually it turns out we're running across a set in heels. Yeah, there's a lot of slapstick <laughs> in this show. I didn't. So there's a lot of. Didn't know. Um, the two of us just like once we got into the studio and started wearing. Yeah, costumes. trying to negotiate the world wearing those outfits. It became evident that that was going to be a source of humour. Yeah. And at what point the um, 
the uh, our director for the first movie, Day Hayden Guppy, who is an excellent director, and I think he's here still. He's excellent, but he, he kept coming up to us and going, "Just so you know, we can um, we can see up your dress." We're like, "We know." <laughs> <laughs> and he gave up after about the second day. <laughs> and we gave up as well. We gave up completely. It's too hard to manage. Um, I've got many other things I'd like to mm. ask, but I'm sure there's lots of people in the audience who've got questions. Uh, if someone got a question they'd like to ask the the Kates. Thank you. Um, I'd just like to say that uh, I'm glad we're not watching a third episode. My sides would split. Uh, <laughs> um, what what inspired you? What what what? Who are the artists or the comedians or the literature, the people that have that your humour comes from in a way? Have we ever had this conversation? I don't no. know if we have. <laughs> Mainly we just talk we about who's picking up who from childcare and whether or not they've got hand, foot and mouth. Um, not at the moment, guys. Not at the moment, they don't. Um, uh, well, I, I grew up with cartoons. So I grew up, grew up with Warner Brothers cartoons and then I studied to be an animator. So I'm pretty into that sort of timing, I guess. And also Faulty Towers. That's us. I grew up with Faulty Towers as well. Yeah, so I just grew up with lots of Australian sketch comedies. Oh, so yes, yes, of course. You know, Sorry, yeah. That was kind of my, yeah, that were my references. It's I love Lucy. Yeah, we both, it's funny, with I love Lucy, we've sort of come back to that a little bit with this show. Yeah. Um, but like when I was a teenager, I was, I was obsessed with Absolutely Fabulous and I think there's definitely, there's elements of that within where I've ended up, of, you know, women falling drunkenly, <laughs> drunkenly out of cars. I don't um, see it. No. You've never seen it? <laughs> no, okay. no, no. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's like, but it has been predominantly female comedians and mm. writer performers that have definitely, you know, influenced. Weirdly, the stuff me. we do sort of talk about is more Scandi Noir type things. Yeah. That's what we're... Really yeah, fixated on. More recently with you. Fixer Upper. Fixer Upper shows. <laughs> Nine Life. Um, <laughs> there's this, you talked about absolutely fabulous. There's, um, it does seem to happen pretty often in both the catering show and in this show that you end up squabbling and calling one another names. Hmm. Do you actually get along in, when you're writing? What's the relationship like in real life? We hate each other. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's pretty... It's pretty good. There haven't, it's, you know, we met in 2011. Something like that. Yeah. I think I met you before my, I did meet you, be, we met each other before our current partners. Current partners, <laughs> Wow. Someone's going to have a conversation after this uh, Q&A. <laughs> Genuinely a slip of the tongue. I didn't mean to <laughs> um, But we are like... Yeah, wow. We um, are, it's weird. Like, we are, like, in a weird relationship. Mm. Like, we've got our partners, but then this is a different relationship that's... It's not sexual. Yet. But it's... <laughs> We can't, mate. We can't. Oh, it'll all be like ruined. Mr. Sheffield and Fran Drescher. <laughs> Ruin the show. Be more Niles and Cece. But okay, anyway, sure. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we. I, I think uh, when we first met, they uh, people would say, "Oh, you should, you should meet her. You should meet her. You know, you'll be really good friends." And you know, when someone tells you that you're going to like someone else, so you're like, "I'm not going to like them at all." And then we met, 
And we actually liked each other because we're mm. in pretty similar life stages. But we've kind of just grown at the same time, pretty much, I guess. And that's kept it very harmonious. But we're very respectful of each other. And we know what the other person brings, I think, to the table as well. Um, yeah, you're really good at graphics. Yeah. <laughs> and you're loud. Um, so that... Those are two really important things when making a television show. Um, and I had another point, but I forgot what it was. Um, it good. Uh, but we sort of don't know how to... Like, we, we've spent sort of... We see each other more than we see anyone else in our lives, mm. including our children. Mm-hmm. And But now I think it's like if we have some time apart from each other like if we're away for two days then we kind of just let each other be until about 11 o'clock when we're all just sitting around watching you know some kind of shit show on nine life again nine life sorry i should on abc and also abc um (laughs) (laughs) thank you very lovely thank you (laughs) um yeah it's um yeah we yeah but we are we have mercifully uh, kind of like when one of us is having an anxiety attack more often than not, the other one isn't having one, so we kind of even each other out. Yeah. That's the key to a good working relationship, I think. Yeah. Um, I was astonished again. I mean, obviously, I've seen that the material many times, but I was struck again watching it in both episodes just how many jokes there are in the show. I mean, not yeah. just on screen, but te- the text jokes and so forth. I- I'm just fascinated. What's the What was the writing process uh, and how... It seemed, it seems from watching the show, completely exhausting. It was. <laughs> Does that answer the question? <laughs> no, it has been. It, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but I've been sitting next to you for a while now in an edit suite. It has been the most grueling experiences, experience of our life. We've really... Yeah, we're ruined. We're ruined. <laughs> we're still... So we've... We just picture locked on Friday, so we've still we Which haven't means delivered. That you, yeah, the visions, like the sound and stuff, isn't done, but the visions locked, so you kind of you know what the edit is. Then mm. you have to. So we haven't. Yeah, we stuff. haven't finished it yet. No, we're not done, guys. Um, <laughs> but the writing process was because we didn't know what the mm. show was, and we knew based on catering the very first scripts we wrote for catering, it was kind of like a vague approximation of what it ended up being, and we knew that with catering, it kind of developed in the edit suite and um and so then the second series of catering was kind of we had a bit more of a handle on it with this one it was a whole new proposition so we really gave ourselves the time to find out what it was and we invited other people into the um into like a workshopping phase because we knew that we only had a certain amount of experiences yeah. yeah and we don't just want to put forward our experiences and that's something you know moving forward hopefully if we get to make more of these shows that we um yeah that it's not just about our experience and we're really conscious of that and want to create a space where other people can have a voice as well um and so we we were very we put a lot of brain power into making a show that we could sort of feel proud of but also we wanted to be very respectful of the stories that we were telling and the the actors that are in the show the guest writers that have been on the show as well and to create something that we feel um 
says something new and important but funny. Yeah. So it's, you know, managing the, the <coughs> what we wanted to say with the funny has been, you know, it's always a, yeah. a lot of work. So, yeah, we felt, we did feel a pressure after catering show to, because it went, you know, so many, it was, so many people received it so well that we felt a pressure to not just phone it in really. When it, you know, in half an hour, we thought, okay, well, there's a certain level of jokes that we have within that. It's got a certain pace, kind of comedy-wise. So we just had to maintain that pace but for half an hour, which was exhausting, guys. It was exhausting. Um, yeah. But, you know. The other night, we got to sit in a room, just the two of us, working yeah. out all of the little tickers that happened. They're called those tickers, those things down the bottom of the screen. Which we didn't write. We didn't. We, we had didn't, to get we had to get to people help in to help us because we had nothing. We were shells. Um, so there's lots of really funny people who we found on Twitter. Really, it's yeah. The majority of our writers are people well. They're well known. Yeah, beyond Twitter, but yeah, yeah. we kind of that we follow them. That's on how we. So some of those writers were uh, Rebecca Shaw, James Colley, um, Michelle Law, Michelle Law, uh, Rob Hunter, Nayuka Gori. Um, who else? Oh, Anne Edmonds wrote all her stuff. Yeah, Edo's responsible for that sketch. <laughs> I think we might have pitched the idea to her, expecting a hard no. She went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. If <laughs> Edo hasn't seen the pixelated Oh, yeah, you okay, so mate? <laughs> where is she? She's still here. I did warn you that it was going to be very real. <laughs> and Greg Larson, Greg Larson also wrote, yeah. um, wrote a lot of... Oh, he wrote a lot of the tickets as well, but he... Um, so his character, Mern, who's our floor manager, he wrote a lot of... Um, Mern has a bit more um, of a storyline story throughout the um, series. And then he also um, wrote the Shopper's Corner segments, so the videotape um, Shopper's Corner segments. Mm. So, um, Not yeah. Ed. We wrote Ed um, Cook. Oh, we wrote Ed Cook, that's right. Yes, we did. We, we wrote it. We wrote it. Um, I was wondering, um, going from the catering show to Get Cracking and going from that like five to ten minute format and sort of a single camera sort of mm -hmm. setup, I imagine, for that one, mm -hmm. um, even just from the writing, filming, not to get too broad, or even editing stage, what did you, was it a big transition to go from that setup, that format to this one? Did you find a big challenge or was it reasonably easy for you guys to just make that change? That's a big question. Sorry, it was very broad. Here's a tip. There's auto cue. If you do multiple camera, you can read your lines as the camera, they're embedded in the camera. It's a beautiful dream. Beautiful dream. <laughs> we would no line learning. The show would have been shot if we couldn't use an auto cue. Did you learn the lines? Or did you actually make uh, an effort and just use for light? No, no, no. We, we started uh, off learning them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We Look. I don't have great eyesight, so I did have to learn them a little bit, but yeah. I was terrible at it. I was terrible both at learning. I'm terrible at both learning lines and then also reading off an auto cue. So, you know. Um, it, yeah, it, it was... Yeah, it was, it was a learning curve because yeah. we had limited experience of working with multicam, but what we did have was quite... Um, Traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd worked on... I'd um, worked on... Um, Oh, well, I worked on... Was Big Bite, Big did Bite. that have a multicam It had a multicam element, but actually not terribly much. Out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, also I worked on Hamish and Andy, which had a little bit more of a multicam element to yeah. it. Yeah. And then I'd worked on Let Loose Live and Ben mm. Elton's Live from Planet Earth. 
and um, so <laughs> we just we just had some sort of it changed our DNA working on those shows yeah. in an, and and it meant that we kind of did have quite a visceral reaction to the idea of going to multicam not in a just simply because of the, our experience of it but then but it I mean it helps with time where if we had shot single camera. I think we'd still be shooting it, really, for the kind of coverage that we wanted. So it helped really in that way. And once we... Um, Hayden was very um, instrumental in helping the crew and we didn't have terribly much language around this in that arena. He was very instrumental in kind of helping them to understand that we wanted them to do a shit job, um, that we wanted all the mistakes. We wanted people to sort of... We wanted the crew to get a sense that they were hostile towards us. Um, and didn't want us to sh- didn't want to show us in a in a good light, um, which they found like I think they found quite confusing. And then by the end, they were probably just didn't really like us that much, so they were fine with it. Um, but uh, it it um, but we it, it made for another takes. avenue of jokes. Like we troll takes looking yeah. for the Thailand and the start when they're just sort of getting something like all of those sort of shitty shots are usually like they w- they will all be horrified that they've made it. Yeah. To air. <laughs> We, yeah, we've got the same editor who um, worked on the catering show, Cam Ford, who was, again, I keep using the word instrumental, but I can't think of any other words because you're all staring at me. Um, <laughs> but he was instrumental in helping us find the vision for the catering show as well. So he was very kind of conversant in that sort of catering show language and he brought that to this as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah Does that answer your question? Sorry, who knows? Sorry. Um, how do you maintain perspective and funny um, like in the editing process? Does your editor do most of the... Um, do they take the reins there and you just like look every now and then? Or ha- like how much involvement do you have? He wishes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got these little rolly desks that we um, we bought. <laughs> we didn't buy them. Some wore them. Um, We're like Miami right, retirees. So <laughs> sort of I think you're meant to eat sweet. dinner on them whilst in front of the TV, but we have our little lappies there. Um, ferreting away in this very small editing suite that smells like human it doesn't smell great in there um anyway yeah so it's it's um it does we have a pretty we're opinionated and we're there all the time so cam got a a chance to do a rough cut of each of the episodes which we then came in and worked on together as a group but we're there um, yeah, we're, we've been there for s- six weeks now. It is it only six weeks? six weeks. I know, it feels like... It feels feel like, like I've a, died a full and winter. been reborn I know. several times. I know what you mean. Um, I think I've only got my period once. I know, I've had it <laughs> just dried up. Continuously. <laughs> Our bodies react to stress differently. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, but uh, so it is quite hard in that... It is hard if you're in a little room and you don't have any, you know, it's a, it was an incredibly, we found it quite a fast turnaround time editing wise, but apparently it's quite, it was quite luxuriant, but we found it quite hard because we do find what a show is in the edit. Um, it, it is hard in that sort of turnaround time f- from going from episode to episode, like really quickly and trying to keep funny and sharp and try and get res- perspective. If you've watched something like 80 times, then it's just not going to be funny. Um, but, uh, again, it helped having three people in the room because there was always someone who was like, don't, don't chuck up, chuck out, you know, Edo's boobs. They deserve to be there. They do. Yeah. And that's what we wrote on the wall and we looked at that every day. (laughs) 
But it was fun actually having to look at other people's stuff as well. That yeah, it wasn't just that was a, like a lovely relief when yeah. our stupid mugs weren't on camera, when we got to look at Edo. Well, like our friends be funny in front of us. That was just so nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The person. We. Mic. This is the first time that we've spoken In about the show. To, like. Oh no, sorry. So we did do one interview when we were shooting, which is oh not a good idea because <laughs> we were insane. Um, and they came to us at lunchtime, and we'd been up since four, and they asked us very basic questions like our names, and we were like, we well, don't know. <laughs> uh, watch the show. And that was it. I'm a bit worried about that interview. I don't remember any of no. it. All I know no is good. that I had an appointment to go to the doctor straight after yes, to get some did. hemorrhoids sorted out. Mm. That's all I remember. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Was your question hemorrhoids related? No, not I don't think so. No, it's true. Um, <laughs> um, given that you had this loose structure in which you could do whatever you wanted uh, unrestricted, how much would you say that ended up on screen was uh, improvised and how much was pre-planned? Uh, we're, we're pretty tight writers. Like, we do write a lot. I, I would say that most of our stuff is was scripted. Yeah. Um, there are lots of moments that we found on the day, a lot of kind of editing bits that sort of we kind of made in the edit. Um, and then... Our guest performers, like Edo, who's an amazing improviser, we just let her do whatever and just put a camera on her. Um, Some of Candy Bowers, Candy in Bowers. That first episode, yeah, like yeah. all her pew, 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 like that's all, you know, we sort of set it up for her and just like you just, just do, do whatever. whatever you want. Um, <laughs> and like Sam Simmons, like we literally just said, you know, guy is standing outside of a window looking creepy. And you went, and oh, yeah, just, sure. Um, <laughs> So there's, you know, there's certain performers where we we knew what they could do, so we just, you know, handed it over. In mm. episode four, um, Auntie Donna wrote something for us, and they kind of just we hadn't we we knew that we sort of gave them a concept, and then they wrote something to that concept, and then just came in and, you know, pretty much just nailed it within the rehearsal, and you know, so you know, you sort of there's certain performers where you go, I know what you do so we'll hand it's, it over yeah it'll be it'll be fine but with her like we don't, i don't I trust her at all every word. Um, <laughs> but we t- we impro out the tale of stuff and we yeah. so all that sort of chatter as the camera's sort of panning in to start the scene that's some of that's improvised and then the stuff going out is improvised um we couldn't really improvise terribly much because we were just too tired as yeah. well but there'd be stuff whatever the words said on the camera i said <laughs> yeah there's that but then when we got into the studio and we tried on our costumes and stuff. Yeah. And there were, there's certain jokes that you could make about what you're wearing or like all the stuff of us running around and falling down the steps and like your stuff. You kept saying, it's not easy. Yeah. And then Edo kept saying it as well. Yeah. It just became this sort of mantra throughout the show of all the female characters going, it's not easy, <laughs> which was never scripted. Um, mm. So there's, you know, and then all the sort of little, the camera language was kind yeah, of found. Yeah, that's, that's found. As well. Um, so there's, yeah, there was the, the set, the costumes, the makeup, the shapewear, the microphones all started to inform part of, you know, jokes that we hadn't necessarily written at script stage, but then we added as we went along. And then we got a Shutterstock account and oh, that yes. changed our lives. <laughs> Good stuff. 
an audio network. Audio network. But, you know, and then we've got Casey as well. And Casey Benetto. I, I did enjoy that you left. I think I noticed. I think I noticed. Maybe, I've, maybe I'd noticed it before. Thank you. But um, I'd noticed for the first time that when during the egg cook thing you've left the word Shutterstock in. It's not it's, it's it's not Shutterstock. It's legally distinct from Shutterstock. It's <laughs> Snapperstock. I'll pick your pardon. Um, there are a couple of questions. There's a person uh, There's a person up here and there's someone also over the middle up the back. Um, yes. So following on from that last question, was there anything that didn't make the cut because it was too brash or too risky? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff that didn't make the cut just like there's two episodes that we wrote 37 page scripts the final episode came in at 38 minutes in the first cut rough cut yeah so there's you know there's stuff that just didn't make it because we just overwrote but um you know but there's scenes that will be then hopefully you know as little video extra kind of video extra you know the video extras um (laughs) DVD extras. Is mm. that even a thing anymore? No, Who knows? it's not. Um, but there's only a couple of things that, you know, we didn't use because we didn't think it was working. And Yeah, it was really... Really, like, a couple of minutes worth. But yeah, there else. wasn't terribly much. Um, but there's stuff I was surprised, we, actually. I thought there'd be a lot more. You we kind of went for it. We just thought, fuck it. We'll just kind of... If it doesn't go well, then we'll just go down in a big ball of fire you know so we what's just your exit plan what have you you're gonna <laughs> well i thought i might just retire to the country and just sort of do landscape gardening oh, fantastic yeah right i'm just into we're gonna get into belly airing at the moment what? um what are you gonna do woodworking woodwork beautiful gonna make a series of benches mm. <laughs> yeah i was just wondering was it a conscious decision to keep the new show in the same world um as the catering show because i noticed in the first episode it was all it was you know oh the, the kate's from the catering show and it, it's very much like you've decided to make that in the same world so i was just wondering what that decision was like and if that's a yeah yeah we sort of we thought we'd keep well it is the same characters so we thought there necessarily needed to be a little bl- little bit of bleed there um we kept the palette quite similar of the set because we thought we wanted to tie it in that way. Um, and then we obviously did a cooking segment and there's, that's like the only cooking segment that we do in the whole series. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Don't get used to it. It's no, gone. It's, not, it's gone. <laughs> no more. Um, oh, we do do one more, but we're not hosting it. We're just chatting. I have no memory of what the hell you're Cat, talking that's about. Like oh, yeah. Cat yeah, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's, um, yeah, it was, well... We were kind of taking the piss, really, when we did with the Kate from the catering show. So this is what that was all. Yeah, I think it's because a few really. people had said we need to do something which remarks because the show's got no reference to the catering show in the title. I think it was some dumb note, one of ours, that you have to do something about somehow tied into the. Is it? I think it was your way of telling me to get fucked, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I think it was a. I, I it was a, ended up being quite a good joke. I heard you all laugh, so I felt very validated. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a no to my question. Um, <laughs> Skipped over uh, but that's that fine. Pebble. That's part of the part of the gig. Um, uh, uh, we've got. We've, I've been told to, there's a couple. We've got time for a couple more questions. There's one at the back. I know, and there's someone who had their hand up. This lady who had her hand up in the middle. Um, you said that you did some homework and research for the format. Mm. So I was wondering if you could answer. Fuck Mary Kill. Sunrise today. Studio Ten. Ooh. Oh, I, Jesus. Ooh. Now I get really confused by all of them. So I don't know Sunrise which one's which. Sunrise is the one which. with a racist gonna, on. Mate, you're going to have to be more specific. 
Studio 10 the one with good guy Joe Hildebrand. Oh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's, he's a, a good, good guy. guy. <laughs> And then the Today Show is with that wonderful feminist, Carl Stefano. What he's done for women. And the LGBTQI community. Amazing. Absolute champion of... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can't remember which one you said which and which and which, but... Just assume we're going to fuck them all. <laughs> um, it, there's one show, though, that was, like, quite a style oh, that's reference true. Yeah, that yeah. we went down a bit of a hole with that I think was only on air for 10 months in America. Um, it's called Bethany, and it's hosted by this woman called Bethany Frankel, who is one of the real housewives of New Jersey, and she had her own talk show for a while, and she was... Our set is like... It's, it's, we basically just modelled the layout of yeah. the set on her set. <laughs> and um, she did this thing, can we do... Can, uh, I you just want to show. So the first episode, um, she had a music. She had this music playing that was kind of like we ripped off her theme as well. And um, she she came out and she just similar to danced. but legally distinct from her yes, theme. Yes. Uh, so she came out through these double doors. And she was so uncomfortable, and it went on for so long. <laughs> and she became just our, our style guide. Yeah. That what two minutes Bethany of footage. Do? Yeah. It's an absolutely amazing, I meant to say before, it is an extraordinary set, by the way. Yeah, it's really beautiful. We kind of, I don't even know if you can tell, but all the set, all the stairs are in the wrong, like they, I can't speak. The steps are too, they're not regulation size, so you just, there's there's this drop every time you drop. So we had to warn guest cast. Who designed the set for you? Uh, Dan Patmore. We went in in with ideas about what we wanted. Yeah, so he's like designed the living room set and. The arias. Yeah. (laughs) So we're like, okay, so what would you do? But now let's... And the shelves on the sides, of the, one of them is at an angle as well. There's three doors and one of My teeth are up there. Fake. There's Your lots teeth? of... The, the, all the stuff on the shelves changes. And then there's the words change behind the door. Each to create a sentence. What? Um, so layered. My God. How many layers? <laughs> Um, I was stoked to see how much feminism was in the show and how obvious it was compared to some of the other morning shows that you've mentioned and have ripped off. Could you talk a little bit about how you not even slipped that in there but just got it in there so obviously because it was amazing? We... Well, from a casting perspective, we just had to really we addressed all internal biases within ourselves and then we tried to do that with everyone that we're working with as well so that whenever we wrote a character unless it had to be a male for the joke to work it was always a female um and so in any and so but it's amazing how you write stuff and you're like and such and such is a dude and then you're like why does it and doesn't need to be a dude let's flip it and so and people would send scripts and we're like we'll just flip that we'll flip that. and yeah, even in the easy, tickets it's pretty like, easy edit there's one joke that's like a you know guy woke up from a coma and announced that he really needed to poo or something well like, oh, we'll just flip that you know so she she woke up from a coma and so just every, you know we we're constantly addressing that that was pretty easy but also this the light entertainment form and daytime television i mean that's kind of inherently female so it's sort of it's female focused so it felt like a really natural place to talk from our experience 
as women. Um, <laughs> it so yeah, it kind of it kind of just fitted really easily, and but we, then were we were wanting tired to and angry as well, so it yeah, just worked very, out. Yeah. But one of the great achievements of the show, I, I think, is is that the politics are very clear and very overt, but you manage at all times to do everything, no matter how overt or political as a joke that's one of the great achievements of you know there are satires you see where there's lots of funny stuff and they stop the comedy to make a point yeah. and they keep going but this show is always funny i think it's one of the most brilliant achievements of the right yeah we're very good at our jobs <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a point actually sorry where we kept being told uh, we kept being told by we went to an awards ceremony oh, yeah and dudes kept coming up to us and explaining why we were funny to us and telling us that actually, actually they've been thinking about it and actually they think we're quite funny. Actually, actually, I think you're quite funny. I've been thinking about it and actually I think you're quite funny. And for maybe two hours we went, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then eventually we went, yeah, we know. And, and, and then they just turned, they went, whoa, whoa. I mean, I could do what you do. I could do it. Anyway, yeah, so we're furious. Um. <laughs> but was it a conscious choice that you were going to do, no matter what you wanted to say, you were going to do it as a joke, or was that just innate in the in your writing process? Uh, well, I mean, I think again, we sort of had that sort of like an internal, like we sort of knew the kind of joke ratio that we achieved in the catering show, and we just needed to kind of continue that in this. Um, I don't think there are terribly many times where the jokes fall, like maybe they do fall away, but because we've not done our job well, but where we don't, where we sort of stop for a second. But hopefully yeah, that's a bit more Yeah, there was definitely powerful. a lot more content that we could have put in, but we were probably um, too close to it or too, mm. like we're not on the other side of it to yeah. get the perspective to write about it, which... Or it's not our story. Yeah, that's the other thing that that's, yeah, it's, we're very, um, yeah, we wanted to speak to our experience, I think, in, if we were making a joke about something, then it had to be something that we had an opinion on. And then we, you know, would then invite other writers in to write about their experience. And there's a lot of other stuff that makes us really, really angry, but it still feels like that we now have this place that they can hopefully we can get other people the plan is to be you know like in those political ads where you just do a head pops up and goes i'm so and so and i approve this message we just don't know how we're going to be able to make a second series of this because we're so tired the plan is for us just to pop up at the top and go we're kay mccarney and kay mcclennan we approve this message and then it's just half an hour of content that we don't write (laughs) um good point to finish on Uh, there's many more questions we could ask i'm sure Uh, many i've got as well but um we have been given the wind-up. Um, thank you all very much, ladies and gentlemen, for coming to Series Mania. Please thank again Kate McCartney, Kate McLennan. Thanks for coming, guys. You have been listening to an Acme podcast. For more recordings, go to soundcloud.com slash acmeonline or the Acme website.